Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I don't care how many shoots Canada shoot the puck. Russia won. Russia better Canada. We, we win in yeah. Canada. Russia win. Uh, we have maybe maybe 40 guys here from Siberia uh, going, come on, Russia, and, and we won. Thanks, guys. And that's, that's the energy I got from Nikita Kucherov today, which was fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Andre Vasilevsky put the con smite on his head. He looked like a member of Devo. The, the it, it reminded me of like that Thanksgiving episode of Friends where um, Monica puts the turkey on her head. That's literally <laughs> all I could think of. That's all I could think of. The Bruins and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all platforms, and DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up Using promo code THPN, new users will get free entry with their first deposit. That's promo code THPN for free entry with their first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome to the Brews and Bruins podcast, a drinkable podcast you can taste, hosted by DraftKings on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chris Gear. I'm just kidding. This is Kat Silverman here with Chanel Keenan. Uh, we've, we've taken over. Chanel, how are you doing? <laughs> Hell yeah, we've taken over. Listen, we're coming for all of your guys' jobs right now. Like, I, I mean, I... Did, was I the one that came up with this, or did you come up with this? Um, I think that you came up with the idea of taking over for Cam, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because he screwed up so many times. <laughs> and then I said that sounded like a delightful idea, mm-hmm. and I think you said we should just take over the whole thing. Yeah, and, and, and pretend like it's totally normal, yeah. And pretend yeah. like it's just us, yeah. Um, and one of them, I think it was Drew? said that people would probably appreciate that mm-hmm. say no more <laughs> yeah say no we're here for the people we're here, we for, are, the we're people. here for the people um yeah how are you doing today though <laughs> I'm good I want to say it's like my fourth or fifth time on the show like I've, I've lost count honestly um, and I'm, I think I'm counting the ghost episode if it's if it's actually my fifth time if it's not then that, oh, I'm also I'm also counting the ghost episode. The episode that um one that never made it, similar to you having uh have one of your episodes just disappear at the hands of Cam. 
Yeah, we have a, we're batting a hundred here for for Mm -hmm. people who have been on their show that did not actually make it to air because they lost our episodes. Um, Yeah. And if one of you guys out there also is a victim of Cam's uh, scam, basically, of like making us record an episode twice, um, reach out to us and we can start a little club. The Cam Mess of Our Episode Club. Start kind of like the the weekly, like the, like the headlines on Saturday Night Live, we can just start, um, we can start our own little, little segment of where we have people on to air their grievances, Festivus style, talk about what Cam did to lose your episode, because he Mm -hmm. did something different, that's the best part, is he did something different for (laughs) each of us, me, he just like, didn't even tell me to record, because they used to have everybody record their own part, Yes. and send those parts in and then they spliced them all together and for some reason even though I'm not on their show um Cam thought that I knew what to do and just had everybody clap to start their episode and then roll and uh I that that apparently doesn't doesn't work because it it kept me from recording and at the yeah. end he was like hey so send me your recording whenever and I was like what recording yeah <laughs> And so. if you listen to um, their 100th episode, you would know that Cam got a nasty virus on his computer, and that's how he lost my ghost episode. Um, and I still have very mixed feelings about how that um, virus got onto his computer. So we're just, again, how does that happen? Pretend. It's 2021. Have, like, what do you, you have, have to, ask to do him. to get a virus on your computer in 2021? Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I don't want to know how it got on there. So that's incredibly suspect. Like that isn't it? That's fishy. That's real fishy. That's very fishy. I like that right before we started recording, I said to Kat, I was like, I don't really feel like bullying them tonight. And, and we are already off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not we're not bullying bullying. We're just explaining. We're not bullying all of them. We're just bullying Cam. Let's be real. We're just bullying Cam, um, yeah. but we can we can definitely bully the other two who are oh, absolutely. currently Well, I have nothing recording. but good things to say about Drew, so I feel like... Drew's a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, um... Drew's the best. I don't know if you'll ever listen to this, but like, if you do, what's up, dude? I don't um... know if Drew's ever listened to any of their episodes, which by the like way, hasn't. Um, for the listeners, Drew and Chris don't know this is happening right now. Um, the only one who knows is Cam, which... Because he has to edit for us. Yeah, he has to Because we refuse to do it. <laughs> which, let's just have a moment of silence for the fact that we just finished telling everyone that Cam can't keep track of, like, oh, yep. track of his shit. Yep. And we're giving him this episode, expecting yes. him to edit. And we're relying on him to make sure that this reaches you guys. So it's so, a mistake if you never hear it. If this Honestly. becomes ghost episode two for each of us, like, I think we have to sue. But, uh, yes, absolutely. no, I texted him earlier today and said, hey, Cam, is there a particular app or platform that seems to be best for recording? Don't want to screw this up or make it any harder on you. Let me know. And just got a text from him after I sent him a picture of us already recording since he never responded. And he says, oh, let's go. Oh, my bad. I thought I responded to your previous message. So we're off to a roaring start with Cam. I cannot. Get it together, Cam. Get it together. (laughs) I cannot. That's so perfect. Thanks, Cam, for living up to our 
our little bullying session of you. That's, but yeah, they're, they're recording at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. Chris and Drew don't know that a second episode is being recorded right now by us, um, which has taken a little bit of deceit on our part because yes. Chris keeps excitedly sending us pictures and videos. We're getting the same recording. ones too, ironically. <laughs> like... <laughs> We, we're, he's getting exposed for sending us identical Snapchat. I know, right? What the heck? Wait, can I need to talk about this off air? Um, but yeah, we're we're like, like, oh my god, I just got something from Chris, and he's like, oh my god, so did I. And then we just are both watching the same exact shit, and I'm like, and we're okay. showing it to each other, like you guys. Are I was doing. like, look what they're doing, and you were like, oh, same. Yeah, I had the same thing. But Okay. But we aren't responding to it because no, we left them on open. Of what we're doing, yeah, we we've left Chris on red right now, so mm -hmm. he's probably Sorry. a little confused. But that's okay. Um, I mean, they're they're, they're recording, good. so they really shouldn't care. Yeah. He shouldn't be on his phone in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they probably got a lot to talk about. Um, although the Bruins don't have a lot to talk about, so that's okay. Um, yep. I mean, there's. There's been a lot going on in the hockey world today. I feel like I, this is kind of like the perfect day to record because I woke up to Pierre Maguire getting hired by the Ottawa Senators. What a hilarious way to wake up, huh? Like, what a wonderful start to what a, day. What a, a wonderful start. start to our days. And I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a fake account. Was you know, I like when people change their names? Like I yeah. thought it was Brian five or six pranking nope. everyone and apparently nope. it's not they are it wasn't it's real life this is real life <laughs> and, but then that got followed up by Nikita Kucherov having yet another interview where he just like do you remember the world juniors and I think it was 2012 maybe 2013 when Neil Yakupov it was when Russia won gold and they decided to interview Neil Yakupov without an interpreter. Oh my God. And he just went on for about two minutes, big smile on his face going, I don't care how many shoot Canada shoot the puck. Russia won, Russia better Canada. We, we win in yeah. Canada, Russia win. Uh, we have maybe, maybe 40 guys here from Siberia uh, going, come on Russia and everyone, <laughs> thanks guys. And that's, that's the energy I got from Nikita Kucherov today, which was fantastic. Uh, mm. Andre Vasilevsky put the consmite on his head. He looked like a member of Devo. The, the it year. reminded me of like that Thanksgiving episode of Friends where um, Monica puts the turkey on her head. That's literally <laughs> all I could think of. That's all I could think of. And I was waiting for like somebody to do like a side by side. And I'm too lazy to do that. So I didn't do it. But I was literally <laughs> waiting for someone to tweet it because I'm like, this is, this is exactly that. And also I'm very nervous for that guy's neck. Like, yeah, what are I, you doing? I'm a little worried about him and the broadcasters who were, because one of the news channels was obviously filming it and mm -hmm. they, they said, oh, and Andre Vasilevsky, really shy guy, super shy, really quiet. And then they panned mm -hmm. to him and he's wearing the consmite on his right. I was like, oh, super shy. So shy. Oh, got it. Um, and then they dented the Stanley Cup. I don't know if you I saw that. Picture. I'm like, what did they do to do that? I'm like, I don't. Tis but a scratch. <laughs> the last time I saw it was like a picture of someone's like baby inside of it. And then the next day, it's like very, very, very dented. dented. It's very dented. Um, it's not, I think that's not the first time it's been dented. And actually not. There's actually 
uh, there was a lawsuit, I think it was two years ago, in the ECHL, where one of the teams won the Kelly Cup and then just, like, refused to give it back. And so they had to make, a, like, a replica and give that to the team the following year. And they were like, guys, we, we need this back. Like, can we have it? And the team, like, stopped responding. And so there was a lawsuit pending because <laughs> the team then, oh, it was, it was the Colorado Eagles because they then moved oh to the AHL. Oh, my and gosh. Like, and they took the Kelly Cup with them. And it was, it was amazing. So, like, this isn't the messiest thing that hockey's had with a trophy. Um, but it's on up there. Like, they yeah. did that thing good. I don't know. I don't know how they did that. Like, I've seen people, I feel like they've dropped it before and it hasn't gotten that dented. So I don't know if somebody like ran it over. I, I don't know what happened. I have no idea. But if any of the listeners follow Chris on Twitter, they'll see him pull out his aerospace engineering degree, um, which he casually drops into conversation now and again. Um, and explained how doing that makes it more conducive for drinking out of and you don't need to roll the Stanley Cup so they didn't change its integrity or usefulness all or its utility like all they did was make it more conducive for drinking out of I was like I was like I get where you're coming from I don't understand what you're talking about right because I haven't taken a math class in going on I think 13 years now nice but uh yeah I took my last one my senior year at high school um so it's been a while you're so lucky uh yeah I was like I don't know what you're talking about but I'll trust (laughs) you on it um that's a really good justification for like royally screwing up the Stanley Cup um yeah and the Oilers just traded for Duncan Keith zero salary retained they took on that full salary and then they sweetened the pot by sending a conditional third round pick to the Blackhawks. Mm. Like everybody thought there would be a conditional pick attached to him the other way. And it mm. wasn't, it was coming to the Blackhawks. No. Um, it becomes a second round pick <laughs> if they make it, I think it's to the Western conference final this year, which let's be real. They're not going to do that, but no. they, they added a sweetener. Like, I don't know why they're the, like, I don't know why Ken Holland added a sweetener there instead of the other, like, I feel like Chicago should have been like, we'll give you a second rounder. Like, maybe, maybe a conditional first. We'll, yeah. we'll give you something really fun. And Edmonton should have been like, Mm-mm, more, come on. And yeah, they, they got bamboozled. Um, they've been, uh, they've been tricked. I think it's going to be hysterical. Um, Jim Matheson, one of their beat reporters, was also musing on Twitter today. Sometimes he just, like, I don't know, tweets out of his butt. Um, And he was like, makes you wonder, you look at the goalie market this year, if I'm Mike Smith's agent, 40-year-old Mike Smith, um, if I'm Mike Smith's agent, I need starter money. I don't think $2 would cut it. And I was like, okay, sure. I was like, if you think Ken Holland's going to pay First off, if you think Ken Holland's going to pay $2 million for Mike Smith, good luck. Uh, but if you think he's going to pay more than $2 million, we're living in completely different universes. But, but Pierre Maguire got hired today, so... I was going to say, the, the balance is, is very off in the universe right now. Like, I, I looked up Duncan Key today because I was like, he has to be 
getting up there in, in hockey age. Like and then I looked him up. He was, he's 30, 37 or 38. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, he's that's got two wild years to me. left on that deal. He's got two years left. And it's kind of like, so I, we were talking about it before we hit record. I don't really drink a lot. I drink like maybe twice a year. And uh, I always tell people it's, because I think the human liver only has like a finite number of alcoholic beverages that it can process. And I used up all but like 40 of them during college. So I have to like ration out the remainder so I don't need new liver. Um, And I feel like the Blackhawks did that, but with Duncan Keith's body on ice. (laughs) Like they the human body can only withstand blocking so many shots and long yeah. 30 minute games. And they were like, we're going to use them all in 2015. And since then he's just been like, he's still got hockey smarts. He's still like okay. an intelligent player, but he's exhausted. If he plays more than like 14 or 15 minutes a night, he looks gas. I guess it's a good thing he went to Edmonton then because Nobody else there plays. He's not going to have a lot of, he's not going to have a hard time with having to deal with that anymore. Because <laughs> they don't, because they don't, they don't. No one's doing anything over there anyway. It's fine. Nobody plays defense there anyway. Um, you'll get to watch that more than I will though, since you'll be a, a Seattle Kraken. We'll get to play against the Oilers. What? Six times next year? Five or six? Uh, and the Coyotes will only play them either two or three times, depending on how, how it all shakes out. Since the coyote That's fine with me. I don't. I always forget ago. that they're even there. So. The Oilers. No, the Coyotes. The coyotes I mean, all... Either of them. Mm. Either of them. I know. I'm sorry. The sweet Coyotes. They're. They were done so dirty there. They're going to the Central Division where. They're gonna get. They're gonna get annihilated. <laughs> the Minnesota Wild. They. They have one of the best goaltenders in the league. Darcy Kemper is unreal. Mm-hmm. But a little injury prone and his like his Achilles heel know how every player has that one team that they just like cannot get it together yeah. for yeah and like for the for the Leafs it's the like for all the Leafs it's the Bruins yeah. um or first round playoff teams you know but um for for Darcy Kemper it's his former team it's the Minnesota Wild That's and insane. He gets torn to shreds by them. They were beating the Wild during that year that they were really bad. They were mm-hmm. beating four to one, like at the start of the second period. And rumor has it, according to what people who knew people in the locker room for the Wild said, it sounds like Kemper then called Eric Stahl washed up. Oh. And uh, Miko Koivu took offense to that. Oh, no. And was like, you think he's washed up? Mm, challenge accepted. And they lit him up. That game ended. It's, it was four to one. It ended eight to five or eight to oh, six. Goodness. In favor of the wild. <laughs> That's how you know. It was so he bad. messed up. And they're going to get to play that team like five or six times next year. They're going to get to play the Avalanche like five or six times next year. They're going to get to play a Dallas Stars who should have a healthy Tyler Sagan. I don't know. Um, I, I don't think the Blackhawks are going to be any good, but who knows? Um, who knows? They got lots of practice playing the Blues, so that might be the only team they'll be able to beat. Um, and then maybe the Nashville Predators, who won't have Pecorino anymore, maybe? I, I would assume not. 
Who knows? I have no idea. It's just, it's gonna be I have like a weird feeling that next season is going to be weird. Like, I don't know just the way the climate of hockey is right now, but even as someone that's coming that. in with like a new franchise and like all that excitement and all that stuff, like I still feel like it's just going to be a weird season for all the teams. Like, I mean, Tampa Bay is going to have to dismantle a little bit. Um, thank God. Uh, and then you have like these mystery teams. Like, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm not a Leafs fan, really, but I follow what's going on with them because I think it's kind of fun, um, entertaining <laughs> to see how bad things are. But like, I feel like they could go either way too. Like, on one hand, they really need to prove themselves now that they seem to have gotten like these physical kinks out of their system, but then at the same time they still managed to not get out of the first round against the Canadians. So it's kind of like... That was, that was amazing. And oh, they teed it up for themselves and somehow still, <laughs> they still got out. So it's like, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know how anybody, uh, you know, can really bet on hockey specifically, except for with DraftKings, because that's the only way to ever do betting. That was an amazing drop there. Oh, but, so good. <laughs> but otherwise, that that I could just never do it because it's this. It's such an unpredictable sport that relies on momentum. Like the Leafs had it, and then it was gone so fast with yeah. a team that the matchup just didn't feel equal at all, and somehow they still lost. So. And they can't even blame, like, a five-year Bruins curse on that because it's a whole different team. Um, so, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really interesting season for all the teams. Um, and, yes, I'm I'm stoked to be able to watch the Kraken. Um, even in the preseason, I don't know if they're going to be broadcasting those. I hope somehow they do because everybody's going to want to watch them. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's going to be such a big deal. But yeah, I I have no idea what the lineups. And I think this past playoff run shows you how strange things can get in the playoffs, even though, like, yeah, like Tampa made it back to the end again. But you, you watch all those series that they had leading up to that, and you're like, okay, they definitely, like, fought their way through. And, mm-hmm. like, the Canadians have, like, a very – weird <laughs> weird they had a weirdly run. easy yeah weirdly easy road to the final there that right. I wasn't expecting I wasn't either um like the the Winnipeg Jets like that's that's who I'm choosing to blame for all the weirdness because absolutely because they were supposed like to do better and then right just... should have done better but like we expect them to kind of like turtle in the playoffs and then exactly. I feel like I feel like I missed the entire Jets series because I feel like it happened in two days. Yeah. Like I blinked and yeah. next thing I knew, the Canadians were up 3 nothing in that series. And I was like, what? Like I, I truly, like I didn't even know that series had started. Next thing I knew, they were up 3 nothing, And it was, it was a little alarming. But no, I, I'm excited. Like I, I think the Kraken are going to be – I think it's going to be a weird year for everyone because we're yep. it's it's a flat cap era, so nobody's yep. able to add essentially extra salary to their teams. And all these teams had been like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna flesh out these longer term deals." 
know, knowing that the cap's going to go up, so these deals yeah. are really cheap in three to four years. And then COVID was like, psych! And yeah. so all these teams are cap-strapped, so they're making really weird, tough decisions. So mm-hmm. I think we're not going to see a ton of roster turnover again, which I think is, that was part of it. Like, teams that really should have seen some guys get shimmied around uh, mm-hmm. didn't get to do that last year and they're not going to be able to do it this year and so that's going to be kind of funky and then I think like as much as everybody was impressed by what the Golden Knights did I have yet to see a hire by the Kraken that doesn't give me like intense FOMO everybody (laughs) that they've hired is fun and smart like Alex Mandricki uh who's he's awesome she's amazing she's awesome yeah, she's, it's it's so cool to like see her. People and she's brilliant too. She's yeah. like one of the smartest people I've ever met. And she's like, I'm pretty sure it's like public knowledge. She's like a new mom too. Like her mm-hmm. son, I think just turned one. And like, I can't imagine having to to manage a brand new team and a brand new baby at the same time. Like you have two babies you're dealing with, you know? Yeah, um, you've, got, you've got your so that's like, baby. It's literally baby. like two very important lives like in your hands and one <laughs> is one life and one is like a whole roster's worth of lives. Um, no pressure, Alex. No <laughs> pressure. Like she has to, she's a super woman. Like I don't know how she does it because just thinking about the decisions and all the time and effort and energy that she puts into everything she does like I can't even do that much to like make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich like I can't imagine <laughs> like like handling the lives and careers of you know brand new kids or um or just like guys who are getting picked from their you know teams that they're at right now like I can't I cannot imagine doing that but I think she has a really great support system with everybody else in that room so I feel like from that standpoint she's probably okay like but I could never I could never do that so I mean everyone they've everyone they've hired is like it sounds so like flip to say it but like that's the epitome of good vibes only right yeah there's there's you um you're wonderful (laughs) and there's uh (laughs) Like, they hired Lamont Buford. Uh, he's I love him. He had a game presentation. He, yes, I love him. He was with the Coyotes for years. And mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how much I'm going to miss seeing him at games because mm-hmm. every single game, I didn't know his name for years. <laughs> I just knew that he was the guy who said, hey, how's it going today? What's up? He's so nice. Quick, energetic, friendly conversation everyone he saw mm-hmm. and just like that's the energy and that's the culture you want on a team everyone that worked under him seems to love him he was dude he's amazing and he's, then he's really great yeah and then you guys also have a and I feel so bad because I literally just saw his name um Ben the the head of PR Ben Guerrero Ben Guerrero that's it yeah yeah he's he's awesome the sharks. He's, yeah he's awesome he's held so he worked with the Sharks, right? And I had him pull aside Aaron Dell for me one year. And mm-hmm. he was like, you can talk to him for as long as you need. Like, I trust you. You're fine. Mm-hmm. And then I needed to talk to, I think it was Martin Jones the following year. Mm-hmm. And Ben had to leave the game early because he had to go and like, he had to deal with something outside of the game. Mm-hmm. And 
took the time to send me a message on Twitter. Hey, I'm so sorry. I had to leave the game early. Do you want me to get you in touch with someone after the fact, or do you want me to try and work out something now? And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, if you have something else to deal with, like, yeah, don't I, worry I was like, about I don't, me. No, don't worry. <laughs> don't like, worry about me. I'm not even like, here. You go take care of yourself. Um, yeah. But just, and like remembered, once again, just the people that remember everyone when they come back to the arena, because I have been covering games at Gila River since 2015. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Ben would come through, what, two or three times a year, remembered my name and face, asked how I was doing, if there was anything that I needed while the team was there. I wasn't a beat for that team. Like I just mm-hmm. did occasional things on their goalies and he remembered that's once again, just like the inclusionary aspect and, and the friendly aspect. And, and you guys just got JT Brown, which means you guys have Lexi Brown coming there, which Stop. is. No, you don't understand. Like I, <laughs> as soon as I, the day I found out he was coming, I immediately messaged Lexi and I was like, I can't believe you didn't tell me. Cause like she and I have been talking since last year. Like we've, like, I just adore her so much, and I, you felt this like is Chris like is my dream come when true. he sees this. Yeah, this is my dream come true, having Lexi and the kids um, come to Seattle. Just, like, it, it felt like such an amazing choice that I didn't know we could make with him, because right. I had no, I thought maybe, like, maybe he'd come play for us. Like, I thought that, you know, he's available, he's you know, not playing abroad anymore and looking for somewhere to go. And I felt like we'd be a great organization for him to see if he could get in, you know. Um, But then when I found out what he was doing, I literally was so, so, it was like Christmas morning. Like, that's all I know. Like I was so jealous. I was like, it was Christmas morning for you. I was watching another kid open Christmas presents. (laughs) I was like, wait. And I was like, they're not even going to come through here, like, three or four times next year we're going to be in the adjacent division really really yeah i i, I couldn't believe it. now I have yeah so i can no you have to move to seattle because i moved and we can be neighbors let's let's then... be roommates because i can't afford seattle right? no that's fine <laughs> i can't either we'll be roommates i will kids izzy's cool you know we'll just we'll just become a family it's fine but that sounds wonderful it's like it's like two and a half men exactly. I'll get bunk beds me and me and Izzy will share bunk beds and you can have like your own little room we'll just, she like, does have bunk together. beds fun fact she uh That's she so got a funny. loft bed at her at her dad's house her dad lives in oh San Diego so and cute. he got her a loft bed so just the top bunk I would like that is a bold choice That's scary for. and was like, she was like so just so you know mom my bed at dad's house is higher than my bed at your house his bed is safer because it has railings all the way around it I fall out of your bed I was like your bed's six inches off the ground at my house if you fall out you're fine <laughs> dude I love bunk beds safer they've got railings you got dude. railings mom okay if I fall I'm not gonna fall out so I need to worry about it I'll hear a thump every once in a while during the night and then hear a little shuffle and it's because she sleeps kind of like she's a, uh, like she's trying to clear the zone. As you say, is it like one of those like, like yeah, she's everywhere. She's, she's like, wake up and she's upside down like one of those kids. Yeah. She's like the Alex Stalock of of sleepers. That's um, so funny. But but yeah, I'm I'm so excited for you and I'm so excited for that that stupid team that I'm not a part of. <laughs> yeah, I. It's funny, like. Uh, 
everybody, every any feeling anyone else has about the expansion draft, I have about the expansion draft. Like every at the beginning, everybody at work was like, "What are you gonna do when we like, take one of your guys?" And I'm like, "He's going to us. Like it's not gonna yeah, be coming to me. <laughs> to me. It's gonna be great for me, actually. Like depending on who we take from the Bruins, like I'll be fine because they're going to us. Like that's totally cool." Um. And well, that's like, cool because I feel like, like every time I see scenario, <laughs> every time I see players up for grabs, I and like we had we had John Chica here in Arizona, pretty good guy about getting good locker room morale. Like he did a pretty mm-hmm. good job of moving out toxic, toxic voices, uh, which is how Tony D'Angelo ended up in New York. Bye. Um, but I feel like with most teams, like there's always that hesitation because I'm like, oh, trade windows opened or free agencies opened. Uh, is this team going to take someone that like morally I'm just going to feel kind of icky about? And I feel like yeah. that's not something that I'm even a little bit worried about with Seattle because they, I mean, every hire they've made so far has been so in, it, it's been intentional. It seems like, like yeah. they you on, they brought Ben on, they brought Alex on, they have Danny Chu. Uh, I will, oh my gosh, I was just Brown. talking to Danny. <laughs> like, Danny and I are like besties, it's so funny. Oh, you're yeah. friends with all the cool kids. You're, you're literally sitting at the center table it's right just, now. It's so nice, like, yeah, everybody's, it's weird, like, I, I've worked in almost all the departments, so I really have kind of met, like, all of the cool kids. Like, I knew exactly who you were talking about like on game pads and like there's another girl who came from Arizona Shabs she's awesome um she's like closer to my age probably compared to the rest of them um so it's like kind of fun to like bond over that stuff um but yeah like graphics team like there's so many people that no one knows about because it's like you know like we don't we like obviously show off a lot of the bigger hires but like mm-hmm. like I don't even know. There's just so many cool people that are on staff. It's just like so nice. But I think the reason we're not worried about, you know, getting someone sus is because that's not who we would pick. Like I can kind of tell just from like what I've heard, like that they would never go out of their way to to like they they're factoring in everything. They're factoring right. in locker room stuff. They're factoring what they do off the ice. Like everything is factored in, not just skill, which is I mean obviously super important. But um, right, but they're and they're not just going by. Like they're not just looking for a, a feel good Care Bear team either, because everyone oh absolutely that not. No, we need somebody to quality, throw like. bodies. Like we need some. I mean, I I genuinely don't know who we're gonna get, but I don't think we're the type of we're yeah we're not gonna show up and be a bunch of like Michelin men like just marshmallowing it up with everybody. Like I think we need yeah. some some strength in there and some some scary because and like and, but but good quality. Like it seems like they. They do their due diligence in every right. area, not just character, but also skill, and not just skill, but also potential, and not just potential, but good fit with everyone else. Because you right. can be someone, I think, who's who's a good person, and mm-hmm. there are different different fits, right? Like there are people yeah. that'll work really well together, and ones that maybe won't. It seems like everyone that they've hired, I'm like oh, that makes perfect sense. Right, like, of yeah. course, they brought in Ben. He seems like he would work perfectly 
doing media dissemination of stuff for what Lamont is doing yeah. in game presentation. Yeah. And JT Brown seems like he's going to do an excellent job of essentially doing color on the players that are brought in because mm-hmm. he, he is intentional and he is careful and he's good, but he also knows the game and he's fun. And, yeah. he, and he's not someone who I think is going to be hard for for people to relate to either like I think he's going to be a natural um I'm ex- I'm excited to hear it especially yeah. I will admit that I've never watched one of his twitch streams because oh, I never have I, I I'm only paying attention to what Lexi and Lily are say, doing like I, I, I don't know. watch I don't watch twitch and I actually full confession I up until last week did not listen to podcasts either um, even though I'm on one, I don't, I don't listen to podcasts and made a deal that I will start listening to some. Um, so I've started to listen to a few, but I, I don't listen to podcasts and I don't watch Twitch streams and stuff. So I, I don't know how JT does, but I, it seems like he's wildly popular yeah. within that group. And I feel like you have to be a good orator. Well, yeah, because it's all live, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. everything he's doing on there is, although he's, like, playing Call of Duty, like, he still has to be thinking about what he's saying to his Mm -hmm. live audience of, like, 10,000 plus people. Like, it's kind of impossible to to not be, like, well-versed in what you're doing, even if it is, like, cursing at a 12-year-old. Like, I don't know what he's... But he doesn't have any... That's the thing. He doesn't have any scandals with any of that, which... Exactly. I feel like it's... It shouldn't be hard to avoid scandals with that stuff, but it somehow is, because I think every Twitch streamer under the sun who's a big name has gotten Mm -hmm. in trouble for just letting loose in some way. Right. And saying something that we're like, mm, that's not yeah. a thing you're supposed to say. That's not that's not yeah. how you're supposed to talk, and he doesn't. So yeah, I think that speaks to probably his like character disappointment. And again, like I can't totally speak on it because I've never I've never watched one of his. We're here. We're like, he's an amazing. Speaker. He's great. He's we don't know what he's saying. We have no idea. <laughs> we have no idea. Um, I think something interesting that like I don't think people talk about enough is like even though the expansion draft itself is. A really complex situation all those guys are experiencing relatively the same thing like they're coming together as people that may never have been teammates before they're moving across the country like they're all you're having this one shared experience with everybody and I think if you tap into that when you're coming together as one team finally that I think that was part of like Vegas's success like not only did their their area like endure tragedy on the heels of them becoming a team and that totally probably bonded them a little bit but their shared experience of having kind of been like ripped from their comfort zone a little bit mm-hmm. to like be with all these new guys and all these new player personnel people and media staff and all these things like it's it's a relationship that like starts at zero so like yeah. everybody's kind of in the same place which I think well it remains to be seen how how we handle that but I think we can totally play that to our advantage when it comes time because I think that's I kind of you all do. you can do yeah I hope you do and I hope you guys sweep Vancouver 
I can't. I for Skinny one. can't handle that. If that happens, Skinny's gonna be so upset. <laughs> He'll be so upset if we do that. It'll know. be so funny though. Like, I you can give him like a real nice pat on the back now that like it's okay, Danny. It's yeah, funny. like it's it's okay. You'll be okay. I but like, lol. Um, I mean, us taking Dave Hackstall was really funny for me once I realized why he looked familiar to me, like why that name stood out to me. It's like, oh my god, we took him from the leaves. Like, awesome. Like, cool. Like, I don't know how, like, his other two careers, but it's like, oh my gosh, we've already stolen from the leaves. This is perfect. Like, this is playing right into my identity with the team, which is, like, the girl who is the Bruins. And, like, they, anytime they can talk about it, they roast me for it. So, like, I might as well live up to my identity in the organization. That's so so funny. That's so funny. That's, uh, it's so bad. Like our CEO, like every time, every time, especially during the playoffs, like, how are you doing, Chanel? Like when we got eliminated, I'm like, oh. I literally thank God no one said anything when we lost the Islanders because that was a really stressful time for me. And I was prepared to say something. I really was. Because like, I don't want anyone to say anything to me. And then my boss, like my big boss the next day was like, hey, have you noticed I've been, like, really nice to you lately? And he's like, I didn't want to, you know, like, blow up your spot because I know, like, it's a sensitive time for you right now. And I was like, oh, you're being nice about this? Like, please, like, give me the real deal. Like, I'd like to be roasted. You're a Leafs fan. Tell me. Tell me what it's like on the other side. (laughs) Now that I'm on that line with you. The one didn't make it to the third round or whatever. I'm like, I can't. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's. Next year is going to be crazy, and I'm very excited, but also very nervous, so. I'm, I'm more excited for it than I have been for anything in the last, I'd say, year and a half with hockey, because I, when COVID hit, uh, the Coyotes were like, they were in free fall before COVID hit, and managed to sneak into the playoff bubble by virtue of the season having been frozen while they were still, like, in in a spot mm-hmm. where they could make it in and then they beat the predators and i was like cool and then they got just like walloped by the avalanche and i was like i'm so tired like i'm so tired of this you guys had like six months off and this is okay cool and and then like when everything started to come back i i didn't in, like the draft was hard because i just didn't care yeah. And the World Juniors was hard because I just didn't care. And then the season was hard because every time I saw people at games, I just, like, couldn't bring myself to enjoy it for them. Yeah. And once, once everybody started getting vaccinated, you know, it was a little bit easier to, to cheer stuff on. But by that point, the season was basically over. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't – it was – harder than I thought it would be having just exclusively interdivision play because mm-hmm. I usually I follow the Bruins throughout the year and I can always tell like people are like oh when you like when you work for another team do you lose your original fandom and I was like well um I thought I did mm-hmm. and then when the Bruins lost in the Stanley Cup final to the Blues Mm -hmm. I was at a bar in my Brad Marchand shirt some Blues fan was screaming at me that I was gutless for wearing it and it it was something but I was like man I was cut up 
Like I was, yeah. I was so upset about that. And that I, was like, mm. I was like, you don't, you don't lose the fandom. It's, it stays, but not being able to see any, like I didn't even get to see them play teams that would affect the Coyotes. So mm-hmm. I had literally no reason to watch them other than to watch goaltending analysis. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. I couldn't bring myself to care. And so I watched I mean, 20, maybe 20 games total. Yeah. It was hard. And now I'm like finally getting excited again. Although the playoff was, because my, my co-host Mikey is an Islanders fan. We don't need to talk about Mikey. So I was like, hmm. It's not fair time. Hmm. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to record with Mikey this week. I, and so he did. He recorded with Bruce and Bruins and said he was yeah, so podcast. Funny. And I was like, cool. You can do that. I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Congratulations. I was like, congratulations. Have fun. Yeah. I, it's just, I mean, I'd be lying like, like the last, maybe towards the end of June early July I guess like it's been hard still to be a fan of the sport right now there's just like a bunch of tragedies back to back and then the Blackhawk situation is happening um and it and it does like make you lose distrust in the sport a little bit or you kind of like those feelings you have fears about like things that you don't want to really acknowledge like start coming to the surface and you kind of can't avoid it and this one is just so messy that you're like there's there's nothing good really that's gonna come out of this so it's kind of hard to like honestly I think it's been a little bit nicer to not have to watch hockey while this is going on like we need to be aware of what's happening and not be distracted by you know the cup and everything and and I think that I mean, I don't know how many, you know, teams are going to have access to, like, interviewing people or whatnot, but, like, you can't hide behind the fact that we're in the middle of the playoffs anymore. Like, no, yeah. we're in the off season now. Like, if you were pending to talk about this till after it's over, well, it's over now. So right. you're going to have to answer questions. Um, I mean, you can always default to, like, you know, it's an open investigation or blah, blah, blah. Like, all these coached answers. I think I saw that Duncan Keith was even asked about it today. Um, he gave a very practiced. It, yeah, it he at the beginning of it, it was the beginning of it was a little bit okay because he acknowledged that it was happening. Yeah, it was hard to not. But then, like by the third sentence, he's like, "And I'm so grateful for all my time in Chicago." Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Okay, yeah. like, thanks." I was like, mm, "Cool." I was like, "Cool, good." Okay. I I kind of understood not saying a ton on his part, but I. Absolutely. I wish I, I admire that people were brave enough to ask something because yeah. they had to, but like, yeah, I also wasn't super surprised that he didn't no. say. I don't think, I mean, everybody's going to get upset about the way in which they answer the question, but it really is up to like the reporters at this point to hold them accountable to have to answer, like yeah. whether they answer it fully or in their, you know, PR coached version of what they say like I mean I don't know how many other teams right now are having internal conversations about you know what are we supposed to how are we supposed to handle this if like god forbid basically anything like this happens? probably like, a lot honestly they, I mean they kind of need to be paying attention and and it's and they should understand that it's still not going to look good no matter which way really that you have right. this 
Um, I do think though it, it was difficult to, and it did make me like, I, I didn't want to cheer yeah. anyone. Like, obviously I, I was like, I hope both teams lose, but it was, exactly, it, was yeah. it was hard to cheer during the playoffs because that was going on, but it was kind of reassuring that a couple, cause the goalie coach community is wonderful. They're, it's a smaller group. It's a much tighter knit group. And so I know a, a good number of them and would never betray any of their trust on it, but a few of them did reach out as it was happening and were like one of, one of them wasn't in the league when that was, they're still, they're a recent dish promotee to being an NHL hire. And so, mm-hmm. and he was like, that makes me sick to my stomach. And he said, do you have any knowledge of anything like this that would concern a team that I work for? Yeah. And is there anything that you know of that I should be thinking about or that I should know about? And mm-hmm. I said, honestly, no, because the team that they work for, I, I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything, right. but I, I appreciate that. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's really good to, to have someone reaching out and having that conversation and was not the only person who reached out within the goalie coaching community saying that made me feel just gross. And obviously teams don't want these guys tweeting about it, right? Like right. a lot of the teams actually have it so that coaches aren't really allowed to tweet at all. Like they're not supposed yeah. to be on social media, but the fact that there were conversations with a lot of them, it seems talking about how horrified they were by it and how they hope that the team that they work for would not handle it that way. And right. is there anything that they might've missed that, you know, Oh, I hope my team wouldn't handle it that way. Well, your team has like, yeah. They, the fact that some of them were self-aware enough to be having that conversation, I actually felt a little up. Like I felt better about continuing to, to love the sport because it seems like right. there's a growing kind of circling back to like the hires that Seattle has made. Like, it seems like they're, it's not fast enough, but like teams are starting to creep into making those intentional hires of people who do feel like that's not, I can't believe they're dragging this back up. Like this happened in the past. Who cares? Like, I don't believe that player anyway. Like I heard stuff about that player. Like these guys are like, this is horrifying. This isn't okay. How can I make sure that doesn't happen with the team that I work for? And Mm -hmm. that's, I, I appreciate that there are teams that seem to be doing that. Although it is kind of disappointing that, I mean, I know 30, 40 goalie coaches who have worked in the league and did not get 30 to 40 conversations. Yeah. Right. Like that's obviously a disappointment, but it was at least reassuring that there were a few. Yeah. I mean, you definitely like, it's one thing, it's one thing to think to yourself, like, of course, no one wants anything like this to happen in their organization. Like, of course. But it's, but then you have like stuff happening and you kind of like lose faith and you lose faith. And then you get one person. And sometimes that's enough to feel a little bit better because you just kind of need like nature to restore itself a little bit. And it's also one of those things where like 
you don't need to tell like you didn't need to tell me that or you don't need to like tell the world that that's right. a conversation that you had but knowing that you you know someone personally and have that conversation personally I think is so important especially I mean I feel like you're probably not the only one it's just that we all have this shared understanding of like how we can't talk about it even though like it should be a little bit normalized that like we should all be on the same page about this kind of stuff right Um, it should be something that we are able to say hey it's so great that x coach from x team brought this up and was horrified by it and doesn't want this to happen again um but the fact it's it's like we've made it to step 1a out of like a four-step program to improve so it's hopefully it'll it'll get there and i think some of that will have to do with a changing of management guards too because i think a lot of that is sort of going along with you know you never want to force someone to be ousted for having conversations about assault or for having a conversation about their identity or anything like that and I feel like it's on the onus is on the teams at the higher level to to make people feel like they're allowed to talk about it which we're not quite there yet but but maybe we'll get there soon um I feel like we took this in a nice serious direction. I was gonna say, like roasting them. We we really took a turn. It wasn't a hard right though. We took a nice a gentle turn. (laughs) It was a cruise up the highway to Seattle. From we we started off driving across the desert in Phoenix. It was fast and aggressive and then Mm -hmm. we meandered up to, to Seattle in a joyful ride. I think we have to like, you know, complete the circle by um by roasting them one more time. By roasting them one more time, apologizing to Cam for it being longer than we probably anticipated it to be. I don't think we need to apologize because I think we're going to come in under an hour, which according to Chris, okay. I have never been on their show for less than an hour. Yeah, neither have I. After like an hour 15, it gets a little crazy. The yeah. link, they just start talking to each other and, and Chris is like, no, I'm so sorry. You're still here for this. I'm like, no, I like listening to you guys. Like, I'm oh, sorry. That's so totally weird. Apologize fine. to you. Yeah, Chris, you're dead to me. I hope you listen to this. I you never apologized to me for holding <laughs> for two and a half hours. I was I was definitely on a call with them for almost five hours one day because I recorded two episodes and then we all just like met all of Chris's dogs via Zoom. That's a long. That's it was a long a tour really of dogs. Call. It was a yeah. really long call. I went through a lot of beers. Yeah. Woke up the next morning a little unsure what day it was, what had happened. I don't remember what we talked about over the last like three hours because it was a blur <laughs> and I'm not sure I want to. So, I don't think it was want to either. No, but no apology for that. So that's all right, Chris. I'll forgive you, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we should sign off um, by having you promote your podcast. Oh my gosh. On their podcast. No, no, we're going to um, promote your podcast because my podcast is on a very long hiatus. I will say subscribe to Locked on Kraken um, with Erica Ayala. Um, she interviewed me and she's got a bunch of great content coming up with covering the draft and perspective 
options and all those things. So check out Locked on Kraken. Um, she's a delight to listen to. She's. As well. I could listen to her all day. It's it's listening to her during the NWHL broadcast is pretty much the only time I listen to somebody. It's on so a therapeutic and also exciting. It like keeps you awake, but you're also like, oh, I could watch this forever. She does like, such a good job of so nice. incorporating everything. She's she's a gem. She's wonderful. Um, yeah. Yes. Listen to Locked On Kraken. Um, if you want more stupidity, and you normally listen to Brews and Bruins, um, you can find even dumber content on Sweet Truth for Goaltender Interference, usually with some of the Bruce and Bruins characters. Uh, so you're getting more of the same. So you're getting more of the same, um, which if, if you willingly subject yourself to that, I don't know why you would. Um, but yeah, follow Locked On, subscribe to Locked On Kraken instead. That sounds like a lot more fun. Oh no, um, no. <laughs> we all have to listen to yours. Too. We have to have like some, you know, mindless listening. Some mindless listening. That's fine. <laughs> we had zero hockey on our last episode. We just talked about the OC and the Soprano. Hockey, anyways. It was fine. Um, thank you for doing this with me, by the way. I no, think. Thank uh, you for accepting my trap. And yeah, I I can't believe we actually did it. So I'm delighted. If they don't listen, I don't expect Drew to listen to it, but if Chris specifically doesn't listen to this, I feel like I need to, like, temporarily revoke his friend card. Yeah, if um, Chris doesn't listen to this, uh, you lost both your girlfriends. His, Just saying. Deleting like, his lost number. lost your best, your best friends. Like, we're out, so. Deleting his number. No pressure, Chris. You have to text that. both of us, even though it's going to be the same text, since you like sending us the same Snapchats. You had to send us both an individual text that said, I listened all the way through the end. You don't have to unfriend me from everything. And that's how we'll know. That's an easy task, isn't it? Like? It is an easy task. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll find us out here.